This is the Cash Valley Real Estate Podcast. Today our guest on the show is Shannon Poppleton. She's a realtor and started a property management company. And with her husband, she also has a brokerage here, local, and they both do land development and they seem to do all sorts of things in real estate. So she'll be super fun to talk to. So Shannon grew up in Southern California. Her and her husband both did, and they started their family out there. Then they moved to Arizona for a few years and then have lived in Cache Valley since about 2006. They have four kids, all are adults now, and they have three grandbabies now that she's excited about. When her kids were growing up, she actually started a medical transcription company, which sold in 2012. And she joined forces with Ethan in real in the real estate world and has got to get her start there. Um, she says it was a rough start, but she found out her niche was just to start building relationships with people and having referrals come in and that real estate is really just connecting with people and helping people out. So without further ado, let's get Shannon on the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. Hi. Well, hey, the first thing I wanted to talk about is really why I wanted to have you on the podcast is what impresses me about you is end of December, beginning of January is really a time a lot of real estate agents have a hard time getting moving in everything. And you killed it this year and you've been working so good and getting all sorts of people. So um I've talked to a lot of people that you've worked with and how they describe you is that you just go to bat for them and that you're creative and you're very prompt with everything that you do in real estate. So um, there's a lot that we have to learn from you. So first off, I want to jump back in time a little bit. Tell us about you starting this medical transcription company and how you transitioned to real estate. That's super interesting. Yeah, it was. I think my fingers go faster than anything on the computer <laughs> because <laughs> of that, that um, experience. But honestly, I don't know how I started with that. I know when our kids were little at the time, we needed some supplemental income and I, I wanted to be home with my kids. I did not realize what I was in for, but I think naturally, I think in my mind, it's go big or go home. So instead of working for another company, I'm like, I got this. <laughs> I can just do it. <laughs> Um, so mostly I just transcribed for, um, podiatrists, to be honest, it's a foot doctor and, um, typed, had some girls work with me and for me, it was a really great opportunity, um, learned how to work with people. That's where I started to learn to kind of be in control of my schedule. Like no one was dictating when I needed to do it, but I had to figure out when to get it in. Um, so it was really good. It was a great opportunity. I do you know, in 2012, I think, um, I did sell it and it was really good timing. Cause that's when kind of voice dictation took over. Oh. Um, so yeah, it was good. I mean, medical transcriptionists still exist, but it's, it's pretty sparse. Um, anyway, and then Ethan was doing real estate at the time and, and was getting a little bit busy and I'm like, I can help you. And I'll be honest, it was not my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so did you always know that you were going to make that trend or that, uh, did you always know that you were going to make that transition over to real estate? No, no, it was never, ever my intention. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I did see him interacting with so many people and I'm a very 
relational person. And so like, I, I love that idea of it. I would always kind of sometimes go with him or go to lunches or whatever with people. And I did love that aspect. So it seemed pretty natural um, to start doing it. But I think the approach that they had, you know, way back when was more lead generation off of internet and stuff like that. And so it was like lists of people that I had no, no connection with that I was on the phone calling and yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we did a great job, but it was not very fun for me because I didn't want to be that person that pretty much cold called someone like, Hey, mm -hmm. signed up online. Can I help you? <laughs> so anyway, so how long were you in real estate before you felt like it started to become natural and you found that niche of just relationships? It was about, I would say about two years. Like if I was in it by myself the first year, year and a half, I wouldn't have lasted. So <laughs> Ethan just kept pushing me. He's like, it gets better. It gets better. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's been fantastic. So I really have loved it. Oh, good. So I follow you guys on Facebook and Instagram, all those places where you guys post. And you seem to be so passionate about real estate. So why are you so passionate about real estate? Um, there's always those um, friends. I hate to say clients because they really become my friends, but um, that happen where like they just feel like it's so far beyond their reach to get a home and we actually make it happen. And it is just, it's awesome. Like to have like, the majority of them are like that, right? You do have a few where you just can't do anything right and you mm -hmm. feel terrible and it's, you do your best, but you know, not everyone can be pleased, but the majority, it's just, they're in a home. Like they're not renting anymore. They, they don't have to anticipate a 30 day notice at any given time they can stay. And I think that's, that's huge, huge for a lot of these families. So so how do you have so much fun with your clients? Like, how do you build that relationship with them? I don't, I don't know. Just part of who you are? <laughs> I guess, I guess sometimes people tell me they're like generally introverts and somehow I bring out the extrovertness in them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I do kind of feel bad sometimes. I'm like, don't let me change who you are. Like, I love it, but we do have a lot of fun. I mean, just. I don't, there's so many fun stories when we're looking at houses and engaging and going through the process. Like I do get very sad on closing day because I know that like our, our weekly interactions are coming to an end per se, but I do tell all of my people, like, once you buy a house, like you're hooked with me forever because <laughs> I, <laughs> I visit them. I, you know, update them on the status and the, you know, the value of their home pop by periodically to see how they're doing, go to lunch. We sometimes get together for dinners and family gatherings. Like a lot of, like I said, a lot of them just become my friends. And so it's really good. So you said that you had kind of a rough start to real estate. Um, why'd you have those challenges and how'd you overcome some of those challenges? And I mean, maybe what were some of those challenges too? I think when you first become a real estate agent, there's a really big learning curve, right? Like you're just getting involved. You're trying to understand. And I think at, at the very beginning, I, I felt a little bit bad that I wasn't providing the value that I wanted to, mm. to my people. And so, so I think for me, that was a little bit stressful, but to any new agent that's coming, like shadow someone, like go with them, go to all the home tours and home tours tours are like, um, any new home that's on the market, 
uh, agents can come in and and just take it's on Tuesday and they can go preview. But I think you, you've got to saturate yourself into what's happening. The market's ever changing. And I think this year it's going to take a really big shift and maybe a lot of new agents, unless you're really, really in it and have a really good mentor, it's going to be hard um, to kind of see this natural shift in, in what's happening. So it was hard, I think, just to get my knowledge base and to not have to rely on so many um, people to ask questions to where I finally felt like I could provide value and that they were what they were actually paying or the compensation that I receive, like that there was value to that. Hmm. So. so what's the, there's a word for that. It's called, <laughs> oh, imposter syndrome. Um, where you are just starting in an industry and you feel like, who am I to be in this industry or who am I to help somebody buy a house? Like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, how did you overcome that? Was just a, was it just exposure to being in real estate long enough where you finally gained those skills or did you do anything else? Yeah, a ton of training. So I would take as many, you know, continuing education classes. I would ask a millions of questions to like, Ethan had been in it years before me. So I was always like, leaning on his shoulder to answer. And, and even I think being present in office situations where you can overhear other people engaging and on the phone, you learn a lot from that. Um, just to hear their situation, every transaction is very different and has different challenges and things that come with it. So the more you can hear and learn from others, I think was huge, so. Cool. Um, I think it's a, it's a huge deal that you guys do so good as being real estate agents, but as I kind of talked about in the intro, you guys do a lot more than, um, be just real estate agents. So you guys own a property management company and do land development. Um, so I'm curious about your property management. How did you guys transition into that? Yeah, it was pretty, uh, interesting. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it just naturally can happen, right? So you have a variety of clients and people that you work with and they're in different situations. And so, you know, when you help someone buy an investment property and they ask you to manage it because they have gained trust with you, you're like, yeah, I can totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it actually started, um, so we'd helped many investors before and we would just refer to like property management companies um but my parents bought four townhomes in a building mm -hmm. and i was like they're like can you manage these for us like this would be really helpful i'm like yeah i can do that so i dabbled in that and then you know the more you know people that you get to know then more people ask you and well you're already doing four so you might as well take on a little bit more and a little bit more so it grew um and, and really, I think the balance was my passion is in helping people buy and sell their homes. Mine's really in residential um, real estate. And so when I, I recognized that the property management was taking away from that, I thought, oh, it's probably time for a shift. So either I need to just scale it back down or let it go. And <laughs> I wanted to let it go. <laughs> it's terrible, but I thought it's, it's okay. Um, Anyway, we have another great agent that came into the office that her whole drive, like she's always wanted to have a property management company. And so it was a perfect fit. So we are right now dead in the middle of transitioning her to take over. And I think we'll have over a hundred 
units by the end of the year that she'll be managing. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is so exciting. It's crazy how when you're doing what you're doing so well that all these other opportunities come up and we just have to decide whether we want to take on these additional responsibilities and see if we like them or if we should just stick at our lane. And I think what you did was awesome. You tried it out for a little while and realized it's not your thing and that your niche is really just helping people get into homes. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't like, like I did like the natural engagement with like tenants. So I really, again, I felt like they became my friends and then I wanted to transition them from renting, even though I really wanted them to stay. So I didn't have to place a new tenant, um, transitioning them to a home and to see that transition happen is great, but it was like, the in-between stuff of, oh, my bathtub's leaking and my microwave doesn't, I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so unfortunately, yeah, that was why it didn't fit for me, but it's going to be good. Well, cool. So Shannon, you're always building and growing and doing new things. Is there anything new on the horizon that might be up and coming for you? Um, for me, I'm very, very content right now with buyers and sellers, like my, my little network of, of fanfare that I, I get to help. Um, I, I have other people in my life that are ambitious a little bit more than me. And so they're going for the big, the big fun projects. So we might be frozen. Okay. Okay. We were frozen for a second. Um, anyway, so, so I think part of, well, it kind of happened. Like we used to be with Cornerstone. I love Cornerstone Real Estate professionals. They are awesome. Um, had every intention of staying that brokerage because how much we loved it. Um, but with the development, so Ethan and then Christopher Huntsman are partners in the development world. So they own return development and it just, it didn't make financial sense for us in that aspect to stay. And so as hard as it was, we had to break away and we started to return properties. But in the meantime, return development is growing. So they entitle land, um, run it through cities. I mean, there's a podcast in, in itself, you know, just going through New yeah. City with, <laughs> with, with one of them. Um, but, but it was very, it's very awesome. And so I think for us, return properties is, is gaining traction to handle the sales of what return development creates. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're bringing everything into one house and like you can yeah. do the whole process. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. It's exciting. It's exciting to be able to, you know, provide opportunities for other agents even. So, so one person, like as a traditional real estate agent like myself, like I can't handle the volume that return development's going to bring in. And so as we create this team and we're super picky about like the dynamics of the office and what works, like, I mean, maybe just from Travis's podcast, you can see like, we like really high energy, really positive attitudes um, so that we can be high producers and, and provide really quality experiences for anyone involved. And so it's really kind of cool to watch it all happen. So yeah. How do you build your team? How do you attract the right people to be on your team? I don't, I don't know. I think, I think like tracks attracts like, right? So like, like-minded people kind of come together. We do a lot of lunches. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I do, we are kind of scaling that. Like there's only so much we can handle within the one office that we have currently. So we are running out of space, but um, it's working. It's good. 
Um, so what advice would you give to somebody new in the industry that doesn't know if maybe they want to be a real estate agent or maybe they want to do land development or something else? What advice would you give to them? I would get out there and, and network, like ask, be, be really upfront and ask like, can I sit in a meeting with you? Or can I go with you, um, to a showing? Can I go with you to a closing? Like be really involved so that you kind of know there are so many fields, right? Like the lending, the title, home inspections, all of those things are part of, of this world. And it's all really good, but we all have to work together. So yeah, to find your niche, like there are a lot of real estate agents that end up going title officer, right? Like mm -hmm. it happens. So, so yeah, just, I, I don't think any, at least for us, we're all open to shadowing. Like I had one of our agents is fairly new. He's like, Hey, can I come sit in your new homebuyer presentation? Cause I just had some clients coming in just to give them the overview. And I'm like, absolutely. And I mean, we take, I'm not saying I do it the right way every time. It's just a different way. And so people just need to be exposed to different ways. And so get out there, go to home tour, go to all the classes, ask a million questions. So I've only had two people on the podcast so far, but it's been a kind of a tradition so far to ask them, are there any books that you're reading that manage what you're doing every day or that really speak to you or have helped you become your real estate agent you are today? That's a really good question. I can't say that they're, they're real estate focused, but um, I'm really big on self-development. So I feel like you have to, like, you can't help other people unless you help yourself. <laughs> so I, so this year so far, my number one so far this year has been The Compound Effect, Darren Hardy. Fabulous book, if you have not read it. Um, this, I, the other one I finished was How to, uh, ah, it's like How to Speak to Yourself. <laughs> uh -huh. What did you say when you're speaking to yourself? Something like that oh. um, by Shad Callister, I think fantastic book, very interesting concepts in there. Um, and then currently I'm re-listening to, I, I don't, okay. I don't really read. I listen to mm -hmm. audiobooks, but, um, um, currently I'm re-listening to seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, cool. So, Do you yeah. just have those on audible or something playing in the background? Oh yeah. Like, like I have a kind of a morning ritual. So I, my morning routine includes that. And then my drive to work also includes actually anytime I'm in the car, I'm actually listening to an audiobook. Oh, fun. Well, good. That's just about all the questions that I had for you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to just add on to the end of the podcast or just any life lessons that you've had through real estate? I don't know that anything comes to mind. It's just life, right? There's ups and downs. Sometimes like you're feeling on top of the world and sometimes it's hard. It's really hard. Like there's, there's moments all the time, but just keep pushing through and life is good. Life That's is good perfect. If you find it, so. That's so good. Well, thanks for being willing to be on the podcast. I just have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, so what do you see happening in Cash Valley real estate in the next five years? Ooh, it's a really good question. Um, I see a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I, well, I anticipate a stabilization and I don't know if other agents on here have said similar things, but I know everybody's anticipating this big bubble pop like it did, you know, the beginning of the 2000s, but, but that's just, there's too much money in the market right now. There's too much equity in everyone's home. So, so although people, some people sadly have waited, you know, over the last three or four years, they're like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna go back down. Prices are gonna go back down. And unfortunately that's not the case. I, we just kind of see maybe a little bit of a stabilization, but with, with increases of like 30%, you know, within a year, like that's crazy. And, and people can't save enough. Like I've had, like, I just had a closing last week where they started with me a year ago, but they're like, we just want to save a little bit longer. And I, I tried to explain like, okay, like I understand and I don't want to push you, but I just need you to anticipate like this is what's happening. And now we just closed last week. So I'm so, so happy for them. Yes. But um, they have said multiple times, oh, if we just did it nine months ago, because you can't like with the amount of equity that people are gaining in their properties, you can't save generally $90,000 like in 10 months. So so I do anticipate that. I do encourage people to get off the fence. Like interest rates are creeping back up, but but it's still really good. So I see a lot of growth. I see I see Preston growing, to be honest. Like I do feel like it's a little bit cheaper there. Um, but as much as we can keep people in Cash Valley, like I still want all our first-time home buyers to be able to afford to live here. So <laughs> Yeah, my wife and I, we actually own two investment properties. And I've told her a couple of times, I was like, oh, if we were just born five years early, if we would have just started five years earlier, we could have been so far along in this just because yeah. it has been crazy these last few months. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's exciting and it's good. I think there's there's options for everyone. So as long as they can set up a plan, even if they may not be ready now, like there's always a plan, right? Like get on a plan so we can get you where you need to be and let's get you in a house. Good. And so last question for you, how can people connect with you? Oh, anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm available. So you can follow me at um, Logan, Utah Real Estate um, on Instagram. Oh no, is that my... I don't know what my thing is. Uh, I think it's Logan, Utah, real estate. Yeah. I think that's okay. what it is. I was, I was right. So I'm terrible at social media. I try to do my best, but you can connect with me there. Um, my phone number, you just look me up. I'm Return Properties, Shannon Pobleton, and I'm happy to talk to anyone. That is so funny you say that you're not good at social media. I just, I thought that was one of your strengths that you guys were so good at. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I'm trying. It's like, it's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there like that. Um, yeah. Kind of talking about yourself and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah self-promotion kind of. It's like, oh, but, but I do recognize like in this world that we live in, like what's the first place people go when they're given a referral? Like, hey, you should try this agent. Sweet. I'm going to check it out. And they're going to find you on social media. So yeah, social media is big. It's driving a lot of things right now. And I know that there's entire companies out there that run off of just referrals off social media and yeah. getting investors off social media and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks for taking your time to be on the podcast, Shannon. We'll be talking to you again in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks for having me.